Shalom, shalom. Welcome to JTeach on Air. JTeach's podcast that explores exciting, fun, and interesting aspects of Jewish culture, Jewish traditions, and Jewish religion. We also look into some of the global and local events impacting Jews around the world and connect with some incredible guests along the way. Thank you for joining us on this amazing journey. Shalom, shalom. Welcome to JTeach On Air, a podcast about information, conversation, and celebration connected to the Jewish world. I'm so excited to finally be here recording the first of what I hope will be many podcasts shared by many people. Today's podcast is an introduction to who Jay teaches and what we're all about. So let's start off with the why. Mark Twain said, the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. Well, in the past couple years, I figured out some of my why. Full disclosure, I'm Jewish and I lean a little to the right of middle in most of my opinions. But overall, I definitely consider my opinions to be middle of the spectrum. I've been a public school system educator for over a decade. I've seen many things that cause me concern when I think about today's Jewish youth and the current generation of Jewish influencers in the world. There seems to be a lack of pride in their Jewish identity. More frightening, there's a lack of knowledge about what it means to be a Jew. It's as if the years of hearing about how privileged the Jews are, how many advantages we have, have convinced them that they should feel guilty about who they are. The only problem is that none of this is true. At least, not disproportionately so. Sure, we have our share of successful people who are Jewish, people who have a lot of money and a lot of power. There are also many Jewish individuals who have made major contributions to society and who have made our world a better place in which to live. Unfortunately, we also have our share of individuals who live paycheck to paycheck or who rely on social assistance in order to keep a roof over their children's heads or food on their tables. Over the past couple of years, I, like anyone else with half a brain, have noticed a dramatic rise in anti-Semitism here in Canada, in the United States, and around the world. From Holocaust deniers to white supremacists, from deliberate anti-Semites to anti-Semite enablers, from conspiracy theorists to petty, angry individuals who need to blame everyone else for their own failures, the world is becoming more and more dangerous if you're a Jew. Recently, we've made a major advance here in Canada in regards to countering anti-Semitism. Our federal government has finally agreed to adopt the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance definition of what anti-Semitism is. In case you don't know, what they state is anti-Semitism is a certain perception of Jews which may be expressed as hatred towards Jews. Rhetorical and physical manifestations of anti-Semitism are directed towards Jewish or non-Jewish individuals and or their property toward Jewish community institutions and religious facilities. The important thing about this, as many have stated, is that it's very hard to fight anti-Semitism if there's no common definition of what anti-Semitism is. So the fact that our government has officially adopted this definition of anti-Semitism 
at least gives us somewhere to start when we see anti-Semitism anti and we want to call it out. Let me give you a little bit of perspective if you're not uh, aware of the, um, of the statistics. In 2018, the annual audit of anti-Semitic incidents by the League of Human Rights reported that there were 2,041 anti-Semitic incidents in Canada. That's a 16.5% increase over 2017. This is the third consecutive record-setting year for anti-Semitism in Canada. The reported number of incidents per month are also astounding. The highest numbers were in May, 217 incidents. By the way, May is also Jewish Heritage Month in Canada. So I wonder if there's a coincidence there. Uh, November, the month when Holocaust Education Week takes place, there were also 217 incidents. And December, there were 349 incidents that took place. If we look at the number of incidents in Quebec and in Ontario, those two provinces had the highest percentage, respectively, for 2018. In the United States, some shocking and horrific events took place as well in 2018, leading into 2019. So the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL in the U.S., recorded 1,879 anti-Semitic incidents in 2018. They report 39 physical assaults on Jewish individuals. This is a staggering 105% increase from 2017. The most horrific assault took place at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh in October 2018. In 2018, ADL recorded 249 anti-Semitic incidents attributed to known extremist groups or individuals inspired by extremist ideology. There were also 344 incidents at K-12 non-Jewish schools in 2018 and 201 incidents at colleges and universities. In 2018, there were 265 reported incidents at Jewish institutions such as synagogues, Jewish community centers, and Jewish schools. So that gives us a picture of what's going on in North America and how it's increased in the last, uh, in the last year or over the year before. In Europe, we have a major CNN survey released in November 2018 that revealed that more than a quarter of Europeans believe Jews have too much influence in business, the media, or politics. A third of Europeans said they knew little or nothing at all about the Holocaust. 90% of Jews in Europe say that anti-Semitism is on the rise, particularly online, and nearly 40% say they do not feel safe. Imagine not feeling safe in the city in which you live, the place that you call your home. Germany, the police recorded 1,646 instances of anti-Semitism in 2018, which is a 10% increase over 2017. Acts of violence against Jews rose by around 67.6% from 37 to 62, with 43 people being physically attacked. In the UK, the Community Security Trust reported an increase of 16.3% in anti-Semitic incidents in 2018 over 2017. That's 1,652 incidents. And in France... 
the number of registered anti-Semitic acts rose to 541 in 2018 from 311 in 2017. This is a rise of 74%. As well, 55% of all racist violence committed in France was committed against Jews who represent 1% of the overall population. So what can I as an individual do about all of this? Not much, right? Wrong. I, like anyone out there, can be a voice to educate our youth about their Jewish identity, to bolster their pride in their culture, in their traditions, in their religion, to educate others of the dangers of anti-Semitism and of the importance of Holocaust education. And when I say others, I mean people from all walks of life, of all backgrounds. My voice is JTeach. There are many excellent organizations out there that advocate for the rights of Jewish people to live free of anti-Semitism, to teach others about the horrors of the Holocaust, and to connect people to their Jewish identities. In fact, I have the privilege of consulting to and working with many of these organizations. JTeach is not, and I repeat, not a criticism of any of these fine groups. JTeach is simply my way of contributing to the important messages that we need to deliver. So I started to work on a website, jteach.ca. The idea was to create a site with information and links about Judaic matters. I write a little bit about culture, traditions, religion. There's blogs. There's links to other organizations combating anti-Semitism and promoting Holocaust education. A whole smorgasbord of stuff that I hope will appeal to a multitude of people. The next idea that I had for sharing information was a podcast. That's what this is. I always preferred speaking to writing, so this seemed natural. It also gives me the opportunity to invite interesting and knowledgeable guests to share their insights on an array of topics. The third part of my initiative is JTeach Together. This program is an initiative that provides others with learning opportunities through videos, exhibits, teaching materials, having me as a guest speaker if they want, or in other ways. The information that I have to share is not some brilliant new insight that no one else has discovered. The idea is to provide information in new and relevant ways that will keep the interest of modern learning. So, the first project is an exhibit of how the Holocaust was possible. This is a display printed with special permission from Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem, Israel. I've reproduced it in a mobile format that can be moved very easily and can be loaned out to schools and other organizations. There are augmented reality triggers embedded in the exhibit that will, when you scan it with an app, bring up supplemental information or to link to connected websites. There's also a series of videos available with lessons on the Holocaust facilitators can use to either show their kids or group, to use it as a co-teacher, or simply to use it as a reference for resources. At the end of the exhibit, participants will be able to take a 360-degree virtual reality tour of issues connected to anti-Semitism from the time of the Holocaust to the present. One last thing that I'm working on, I'm very excited about, and this is a holographic projection of a Holocaust survivor's testimony. It's not up to par with the USC Shoah Foundation's memory project, where people can actually ask a hologram of the survivor questions and get responses, 
but it's definitely a really cool and unique learning experience that I think people will really like. Uh, I'm currently also working on an exhibit that focuses on women in the Holocaust, and it incorporates much of the same technology. So, the first exhibit that's going out in September is already booked by five different schools on or around Holocaust Education Week. This year, Holocaust Education Week is November 3rd to 10th. I'm really excited about this as I'm particularly passionate about providing learning opportunities to our youth. So now that you have some idea of what this is all about, I hope that you'll subscribe to our podcast and continue to listen. The goal for now is to produce an episode every two weeks. I hope to keep you informed, entertained, and challenged to think. Please don't forget to check out our website at jteach.ca, and thank you so much for listening. Until next time, lehitraot. Thank you for listening to this episode of JTeach On Air. The opinions expressed by guests of this show are solely their own, and their appearance on the show does not imply endorsement by JTeach or JTeach On Air. To keep up to date with JTeach, be sure to check out our website and our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Please consider supporting this podcast by making a donation through Patreon.com. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. Shalom, shalom.